You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, after a gigantic break, right, um, where I uh, got to drive 3,000 miles, which was uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, we have to really uh, start jumping back into things. But for this week, uh, we're get, we've got the Extraction 2 movie. So it's like uh, we're hitting the ground running with sequel. Right, show. Yeah, right. So we've got Extraction 2 and then Indiana Jones uh, and the Dial of Destiny. Um, so uh, Indiana Jones, which is uh, unfortunately not doing uh, the amount of money you would hope, uh, which is the theme so, of the month. Yeah, that's the big one. I, you know what's funny? Just to, on that, I actually can't tell. I haven't read. I've been so busy doing other things. I haven't read on that. They bummed that it didn't make the projected, or they bummed that it just is just not making money. It's, like it's I know uh, they had ambitious soul. Okay, because I was gonna say like they wanted to clear X, and I'm like, right. yeah, but you know, it's all weird. But is that realistic? Money. Right. Right. I mean, sure. Um, so the last I heard, which was uh, a while ago, it had made I think about sixty million at point X. Right. And. And it, so it's made more by now, right. obviously. But uh, I also think, you know, they were predicting that, like, the, you know, second weekend drop-off was going to be unreal. Right. Right. So it's not going to make no. uh, it's nearly enough money. Right. Uh, it's, yeah. it's There's no way for it to come back now because, you know, now everything else is just coming right. out. It's not going to continue in a serious way right anyway yeah um and and yeah like the first weekend was very surprisingly low, low. uh for what it was supposed to, it, it was um but you know that's the whole thing like flash uh made nothing flash yeah. is in it is in such a weird place for yeah. me because um because you know i have kids and right. they know things or whatever yeah and uh and my older kid, like I said, something about Flash, and uh, he said, uh, yeah, like, I hear it's garbage and didn't make anything, right? And, and it's, uh, you know, a weird little representation of, like, what are other people who right. aren't me hearing about stuff, you know, whatever. Because, like, for the first couple of days of release, yeah, I heard a lot of people saying good things about Flash. Me too. And then it's like it hit a brick wall. Yeah. And th like on day four yeah. or whatever, then all of a sudden it was like, I didn't, I didn't hear anybody say anything good about it again. Right. Like it's just everyone is, uh, everyone's trashing on it like crazy, like past that point. Yeah. You, know, you got like some initial reviews, but also some initial regular people, right. not just critics, right? right. But man, after that, after yeah. that first thing, all then no, and now I mean it's like 
I think officially the money losingest (laughs) superhero movie. It's funny. I had a similar but slightly different. You know, it opened Friday, whatever, and I heard the flux of positive stuff, and I wondered, boy, this is going to be as annoying to me as Joaquin Phoenix's Joker if it becomes right. right, right, Like this is the greatest superhero film ever made. And then it stopped. And then I started hearing a little bit of bad. And then I started hearing nothing at all. Like, right, I, didn't, right. I didn't keep hearing anything bad. I just heard nothing. And I went, by Monday morning, I went, huh, that's not good. <laughs> wow, yeah. Like, that just can't be good. You want it to still be being talked about badly because you're still being talked about. Right. But by Tuesday, and I was like, I guess we're on to Wednesday now. Right, for this right. week. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was really weird. It was like somebody had just decided that, well, this this comet's going to come real close. Well, you know, you know, stars are right. It just another two hundred years, we'll see it again. You know, it just missed it. Right. And I thought, man, that got quiet really quick. So, yeah. Yeah. I, was weird. That. Um, you know, and it was so funny because uh, I mean, they pushed it like hell. Yeah. It's like, oh, DC is back now, right. or whatever. Right. Or, you know, whole thing. And you thought maybe that was going to get a little bit of traction, yeah. you know, those first couple days. Yeah. And then. Doesn't it say. And then, boy, nothing. I mean, like, you're. Can, like, can you even, you know, it was like, this was out for like two days and people were like, so, I mean, do we scrub Flash right. 2? That's that. <laughs> right. You're more steadfast about this stuff than I am. I, You know, when it was getting buzzed and, you know. Tom Cruise is saying it's the greatest thing ever. And they, they have special right, screenings right. for like Stephen King. And he's like, man, you guys are going to be blown away. I don't like superhero films and this I love. And you're like, what, if, what does that mean? What if this <laughs> right, is, the, right. the, what if this is, because something has to be it, you know, right. and there's already films in my mind that are the best of that genre and that, that style. But man, what if this is it? Right. And you start getting into it and then you're like, what? Yeah. yeah. What? Is, this is not that. So anyway. Yeah. I don't know. So that's weird. Uh, so before we jump into the movies though, um, I just do want to say with our big um, like break that we kind of had there, uh, we got a lot of movies to catch up on to uh, actually officially review on here, but also uh, going into like the next couple weeks, uh, so, like, next week and the week after, probably, um, we're going to do, like, some TV uh, commentary, at least. Yeah. And as usual uh, with our doing our show, we're not going to really, like, do big reviews uh, and, like, a whole thing, right? But there is so much stuff right now yeah. uh, that is coming just came out is right. just about to come just out and like yeah and like big stuff and some of it like surprisingly good so it's like that's good um so it you know like i said but we're gonna give you like a rundown yeah because uh you can't pick among your 800 choices no, oh God, so we're going to yes. help you out there the, the easiest throwaway real quick is it will come as no surprise um to you and to others. I finally started Ted Lasso again. Oh, yeah. And it, and it hooked me now. Okay. It, it, the first time it didn't hook me, and yeah. I couldn't figure out what everyone was all gaga about. I mean, I like Sudeikis, and I like every, you know, I just didn't love that first episode the way it made others jump to the second. And I thought it was too much like Major League. Like the old, I mean, the the beautiful blonde uh, Fatal is trying to take the team into a south area right. with the fans and everybody. She tanks and sabotages. And I'm like, I've seen this. Right. I pushed through to the second episode. 
and was like, okay. And then the third, and then I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Right. This is what everyone's having fun with. Now I'm in. Right. So I'm catching up. Yeah. I'm finally going to get through Ted Lasso at some point. Yeah. And if you are a what Ted Lasso last? fan, what and uh, we, d- we did talk about Ted Lasso a little bit before. Um, and I, like, I love the show and, yeah. and all, like all of it. Yeah. Right. Until like the last few episodes. Right. I know. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm, still and I'm that, but... really disappointed in the last episode uh, because it just was kind of like this cheesy, we don't know how to end it or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but the show as a whole is awesome. It was great. And if you are a big fan of the show, like there, you know, find out stuff about the show because it's actually oh, yeah. really cool. Like, yeah. uh, you know, there's some stuff. If you go into these shows blindly and don't care, and that's how most people go into most shows, right? But you know, uh, it's just it's such a weird thing to come into existence, anyway. Yeah. That you know, we made this commercial ten years ago or whatever, <laughs> right. whatever it is, and yeah. now to make a Let's whole go. show out of that, yeah, right. And it sounds so preposterous. Yeah. And then it turns into like such a cool thing. And, and like, who is, you know, in most shows, you wouldn't guess that like Beard is basically like the main writer right. of, of the show. Right. And I, I mean, it's, or, you know, one of them. I don't want to get the writer's room sending me emails or whatever, but, right. <laughs> but it's just like, it, it just doesn't seem like it. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's an interesting little, you know society yeah in that show yeah but anyway uh so we're gonna have uh more talking about shows there's you know there's all these like walking dead new uh, things yeah. coming out and there's new justify there's just yeah and uh and actually uh can't that wait. show is really good. primeval man oh sorry. <laughs> Can't wait. I love yeah. some justified. Yeah. Uh so anyway, we'll no, we'll run you through that. And then also there's uh, you know, there's tons of huge movies coming. So yeah. it's gonna be um Busy. like a, a big, big cool month. Yeah. That, that gotta for, make up for time. Probably. Um, including, you know, Barbie, Oppenheimer, and uh, you know what? I mean, you've been seeing all the Barbenheimer yeah, things, yeah. you know. <laughs> It cracks me up. No, they're they're uh, actually the great cool. pop culture question these days isn't did you see the Flash? Do you like Ezra Miller? Did you you know on and on and on? It's what order of Oppenheimer and Barbie do you go see? Because it's supposed right. to tell you whether or not you're an Elvis guy or a Beatles guy right. or who are you as a yeah. binary option. You know exactly. And uh, that cracks me up. Uh, you I can know, do this I, all day. I love. I that think stuff. it's awesome. My favorite thing about that is Cillian Murphy. Uh, yeah. which, uh, because, uh, I really like him Yeah, and I always, always have, have. He's right? always great. Yeah. He's always so good at yeah. like everything. everything, every single thing. And he's been around yeah. so long yeah. making these not gigantic things, right. or he has like a kind of a small part in some thing, but he's been doing like all these really awesome shows movies smaller things yeah. like forever and you know he's had his moments where you know he moved up a little bit sure. on the radar later, and stuff like right that. yeah but uh but i just love that like he's, he's got great. this thing now and yeah. and now not only is he in that movie which hopefully people love and love him in and yeah. all that stuff but he is like so caught up in this whole dual movie marketing right. like adventures yeah it's really good. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, okay, so jumping into movies. So uh, we got Extraction 2. Yeah. Which is, uh, uh, we did Extraction uh, just to throw out a little, I don't know, a little information yeah. or context or something. Um, as I recall, uh, we both were like very pleasantly surprised by Extraction. I think so. Um, when I uh, watched the first one, I had no expectations, <laughs> right? I just have this written down. So, it, okay. It, it's like, uh, you know, it's like Netflix movie. Uh, if you read, if you go to Extraction on Netflix and, you know, you read the little synopsis. Yeah. You go, oh, fine. Right. You know, it's about this. Yeah. And it, and it's, it doesn't, it's, it's a weird movie in the sense that nothing ever tried to sell it to me, including like its own press. Right. Like right. even uh, the movie going, here's why you'll like it. I was going, uh, will I? Because that <laughs> right. sounds yeah, dumb, that's not right? Good. Yeah. It's it's uh it's such a it's it's like you could just take the synopsis of that and like copy and paste it on like a hundred movies from yeah, the eighties, right. right? And um and I went into that movie just going, Oh, come on. And uh and I mean I really liked that movie. We, right? I gave it a seven and a half, you gave it a seven, but that's that's in that sweet spot of fanfare like that was yeah. that was high sevens for right. us and i remember watching i remember watching it on netflix and watching just the when you when you slide over a title for anyone who has never had netflix it runs like a little runs a little trailer, trailer or yeah. runs a scene yeah. from the film it, right. it might be either and i was watching it and i'm like man it's pretty generic looking action yeah but i've been kind of that movie and fired that up and had fun yeah but i had to write down extraction parentheses hemsworth Right, because right. extraction at that because point, a couple years ago was. Yeah. So, I'm like, what is that? You know, I could absolutely have no memory of whatever extraction is supposed to be. But so, anyway. So uh, anyway, like I said, just for context, right? We, uh, I think we both went in equally having no expectations, right? And we both came out, uh, you know, going, "Hey, man, uh, that, yeah. that was pretty that cool, was pretty fun, right? That was pretty fun." Um, and it and it was. It was yeah. like. Uh, it was really interesting in how it kind of like just went simple and did what it was doing. Right. And it reminded me, uh, I specifically recall it reminded me at the time when I was watching it in kind of a weird way of like the Tom Cruise Reacher, um, yeah. where it's like, look, we're just going to do this and, and not be like, I need another hundred million and right. you know, whatever I've I've got this story and I'm just going to do this story, um, which Reacher, uh, the original one anyway, yeah. I mean, I loved that movie. I do too. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's really fun. Through it threw me that movie because yeah. I, it, that was the same thing. Right. I had like maybe slightly better expectations because I expected it to be at least halfway decent. Right. right. Um, but I was totally surprised by that movie. And I feel like it was in a very similar way. It yeah. was just because. You know, the movie just, like, believed in what it was doing yeah. and didn't, uh, you know, every few minutes go, well, we have to have some crazy flip right. action because right. because this story is dumb and right. who's going to watch this movie, right? right. Uh, anyway, so with that in the back of your mind as we go into Extraction 2, right? Right. Uh, 
So, and I will, we'll just throw out the ratings. I won't go too far. Um, but Extraction 2 for me is uh, the exact opposite movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything that I liked about Extraction, you know, there was, it was literally like somebody made this movie on a dare yeah. and said, okay, what if at every point we make the opposite decision right, <laughs> or, or whatever and see what happened? Yeah. Um, I could not get this movie past three and a half. Oh, jeez! No matter how hard I tried. Yeah. I I kind of liked the first about maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. Where we were kind of like, yep. okay, this is the continuation now. And then all of a sudden it was like. Off. You know, off the rails. Off the, it off, was. Off the lines. Yeah. Every, not only was everything off the rails. But it was almost like this is uh, this is what happened in my mind uh, after the fact. But this is like the movie where the movie starts right, and you know you're in like Mayberry, yeah, and there's some sort of plot happening in Mayberry, right, right. And then you're walking down the streets, and then about twenty minutes in, suddenly you're in Disneyland, right? <laughs> it's just like. Fireworks are going off, you know, people in giant costumes are accosting you or whatever, because yep. that's the fun thing. And you're on a roller coaster now and whatever. I mean, and then every next thing that happened was just like weirder. And and all of the dialogue in this movie uh, is written by people who have never talked to another person before. <laughs> like everything everyone said in the movie, especially like after that point, I was like, "Who who would say that? What 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 is happening?" It was it was weird. Anyway, um, I I was really really bummed. So <laughs> yeah, so that's my rating. Now you tell us why you loved it. <laughs> no, I wish I wish there was a big disagreement here. I, I'm. Sad to say, once again, I liked it a little better than you. You know, you gave the first one seven. I gave it seven and a half. You gave this three and a half. I gave it four. Uh, it's not a quibble amongst anything you just said. In fact, I probably would double down on a couple of those things, especially the dialogue. But it's not like a it's not like a David Mamet play. And I know that. I don't know what I'm expecting. So I have low expectations. But even those low expectations. Actually, no, wait a minute. If I'm if I'm gonna say that right i didn't have low expectations because i thought the first one was uh, yeah, surprising I, I, fun. Had, I had pretty decent they had slightly raised expectations yeah, yeah. but even in the realm of sequel action films like slightly raised expectations aren't like nines they're still just like sevens like be a seven or an eight give me because you certainly you certainly have a a formula here in recent films like john wick you figure out the first film you, you just make what you want to make and you find out that it catches on with people and you're like, okay, well, I can do that right, longer right. and well, maybe better. That's all you had to do for Extraction 2 was focus on the stuff that was really excellent, like the action scenes, not your dialogue, right. you know, and don't muck it up by trying to, I, I sort of love and hate the pop culture phrase of like, it knew its assignment. The first film I kind of felt knew its assignment. Like, just stay in these lines, don't color outside of them, and you'll be fine. And it did it, and it did it with some personality, and the action scenes were really good. Here, after after the actual extraction from the prison, which I thought was 
pretty exciting. I actually loved up to that point very much what was happening. I felt it just sort of precipitously started falling. And yeah. not in a weird way of like just suddenly like superpowers or any weird things. Just, well, what are you guys doing? Yeah. It feels like what you said exactly. It's like somebody said, I think this is the direction we should go in. So let's go the other way. Right. Because right. my instincts are good only when they're wrong. Right. And you're I, like, no. I, I feel like um like I said, there was stuff at the beginning of it yeah. that, you know, I was cool with, right? I feel like the transition in the movie, the real big one anyway, I feel like there were a lot of parts of the movie where you kind of thought you were at this level and suddenly the movie went, nope, it's this dumb, yeah. right? But I feel like the really big one for me anyway was in that extraction from the prison because the start of that extraction is not the end of that extraction. Right. We are in totally different movies. Oh, yeah. By the time you from, get out. By the time you get out. Yeah. And it's like, he, you know, he's going through, he's got his gun and he's trying to be all sneaky and, you know, whatever. And his crew. And then the next thing you know, he's got to get across the prison yard. Yeah, right. And I was I like, okay, what? This is, you yeah. know, I'm in like a 19... 70 Jackie Chan movie now. Right. and it's like nuts yeah. right and I mean I couldn't that was like so jarring a thing yeah where suddenly what we're doing is this whole other yeah. I'm fighting 400 people yeah. and it's like whatever and and it stayed there though yeah, yeah. right it didn't like just, yeah it, it, didn't it, it could have gotten out of that yeah and went Okay, wait a minute. Like, no, it just stayed right there and was like, you know, now we're just in like a banana splits right. movie or something. Right. It was so weird. It felt like that. It, I remember. I remember when that happened too, and I went, "This feels like a studio note." Yeah, yeah. Like someone's like, "Nah, man, I'm the I'm the executive producer. Right. I, I want this scene, right? Or I promised my kid, yeah. or whatever." And, and like, you know, like you were saying with, uh, you know, the sequels and. Yeah. All you got to do is kind of do this or whatever. It really felt like the the mix from a movie to its sequel yeah. is always going to be a little weird, right? Yeah. Even like in, you know, since you mentioned the John Wick movies, right? Like John Wick was awesome. John Wick 2 was like, all right. Yeah. John Wick 2 is like the same thing. And they, I feel like, you know, they just whatever. But it was like. A little step, not yeah. like a giant leap, right? right? By the time we get to the last John Wick movie, right. you know, we're off the edge of the cliff. But yeah, we yeah. didn't do it like in one movie. But this movie felt so much like people went to this movie and it's like, you know, Jack Reacher. And yeah. not that I'm saying that the second movie of that is horrible. But it's sort of the, like the equivalent of yeah. if, they, if you had watched Reacher and... You know, you got the purse strings, right? You're in charge of the money. And you go, hey, everybody really loved that movie. I'm pretty sure what that means is that what they want to watch is Transformers. So the second Reacher movie, we will make this nut job thing. Right. That, and it's like, how do you get from 
point A to point B yeah. in that chain of That's thought, the telephone right? game, like, right? Like you start one story and it goes around the room. Right. It's, it's totally like, different. what was it about people liking extraction yeah. that made you think, obviously, what those people all want is right. this Extraction 2 movie? Because even, it's even, just nuts. Even the general curiosity for the first five minutes, because by the last ten minutes of the first film, and it's only a couple years old, but you know, I think we even said this at the end of our review there, which is apparently there's not going to be a sequel because right. Hemsworth is dead. Right. Like he is right. clearly, he's not dead, dead, but he's dying. And it's clear that he has not much of a future no left. Right. And I'm like, well, uh, let's see. Is it the force? Is it bionics? Right. Like who comes in and does this, the super thing? Not, you know. And it's, uh, I went to a cabin and yeah, I don't know. He's like, Major yeah, he's bathed. he's like in a bed for like Wolverine. An he's just un- like resting <laughs> an unexplained amount of time. Yeah, he's like recuperating in yeah. the hospital, but it's like who knows how much time that was? Right. Like because the movie doesn't really say anything. No, they, yeah, it it like goes. He's in a bed, then he goes to this cabin, That's... then he chops some wood, yeah, and right. you're like, now is that chopping wood like? You know, six months later right. or Got two days later. Like, sure. Sure. The forest. Right. I can gain at this. least have like a giant beard or right. you know, whatever. Because he looks he looks so similar to the end of the first film. Right. You're like, is this like two months later, two years? Right. You yeah, like, yeah. And then and then me. the lady uh, you know, yeah. He he gets the part where he's like, Oh, I gotta take a job now or something and right. We leave in two weeks or something. And like five minutes ago, he couldn't use his shoulder. Right. (laughs) Right. And then it's like he does like 10 push ups. Yeah. And it's apparently it's a week later or something because that's what you're telling me. And then he goes in and then he he fights 400 guys in prison. I love the the throwback idea to all the mid to late 80s films. Like, like I remember, uh, I I guess it was hard to kill when. Seagal gets like shot and gunned down and he grows like this Obi-Wan beard. Yeah. And suddenly he gets up and he just tapes his fist and he starts punching boards. And then like four hours later, he's a ketoing people right. all over the place. Right. And I just love that 80s part of films where you're like, I just need to stretch. I just gotta, I gotta lift something heavy. I gotta shoot a few things. And then and I'm then, all good. And then if yeah. I slam a door, like, I'm back, baby. Right. Let's go. You know, uh, yeah, but it, but but it, all all that aside, Extraction Two is not meant to be uh, a parody of that. It's taking this thing very seriously, right, right. and what I think is very funny, which would be great in the hands of Mel Brooks, is actually supposed to be in the hands of Martin Scorsese here. And you're not like this is really like how they think that that works. So right, it doesn't come across. Uh, well. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, there's all basically what happens is that action that happens that the the way in which we transition to this is the kind of movie we are right right also just really like sets the stage for you on everything else about the movie right because everything about the movie is going to be equivalently stupid now right (laughs) right And, and was You know, like in the first movie, the dialogue is not like I went, I have to go home and transcribe that and learn truths about the universe or whatever. Yeah. But it was people who, people talking like people might talk. 
right? Yeah. People saying things in response to something that somebody might say. Yeah. In this movie, the dialogue yeah. was just, so just and bonkers. Yeah. It, it was, if you notice the dialogue, Right. This hard right. in a in a movie, yeah. Like it it's just it just could not yeah. be more wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like dialogue in a movie that's not great, right? Yeah. You you could watch a lot of movies that you love or that are at least pretty good, yeah. And then like watch it again and really really just focus on what's being said, being said. Yeah. and you would go, oh, that's weird, yeah, that, right? But you don't right. notice it because it's only a little weird, right. right? Or we're just, you know, yeah. whatever. But in this movie, man, like somebody would, you know, respond to him and I would be like, what? Right. Or, right. or uh, and, you know, it carried into uh, their decisions about yeah, things too, right? Thing. And it's like, uh, you know, something would happen and they would go, well, I guess we'll just, Go over here and have lunch, and you're right. like, "What? Right. That's your plan B after yeah, you, right. right? Yeah." And there was uh, there was so much in this movie, and uh, I'll have to talk about this again, and when we get to Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, because there was so much in this movie that is uh, the weirdest version. Uh, it, it's uh, it's actually the same as the Fast and Furious movie, right? That we just watched. Yeah, it, it's the same complaint there, right? There was so much stuff in this movie that is the weird inability to work with time transitions yeah. that it's it's just so like jarring, right? Like um when they go back somewhere, right? Man, it takes like three days to get there. Right. And yet they get there. And it's like it was five minutes ago, right? right? They're all acting like it was five minutes right. ago or like talking like it was five minutes ago. Yeah. Or, you know, something happens like it's very similar stuff to like Fast and Furious, right? Where, uh, you know, all of a sudden the dude's got like 30 cars there right. or whatever. Right. And it's like he didn't know that's where they were going or whatever. Right. But also he's had time to you know, transport a fleet of cars to an island or, you know, whatever, anywhere, right? And, yeah. and it's, and right. the same kind of idea happens like in this movie, right? There's, yeah. there's uh, all of a sudden we're in a, another part of the world and yet we are acting like, right. well, so now that that's over, like, you know, Hemsworth like comes out of the shower. Like right. I just had to wash off from all that action. Yeah. It was a week ago. Right. Like, right. Right. It's such a weird uh and then, you know, the bad guys in this movie are are the worst too. There's a point in this movie where I almost don't hate the bad guys, right? But then the bad guys, you know, just don't make any sense, right? right? And so much of various things that happen in this movie are such a weird like throwback to like maybe 1930s henchmen right, in movies right. or something mm -hmm. where it's like you know which is i mean brings back reacher in my mind right yeah. because it's like because it's like you know when reacher's in that fight at the beginning he's like no just two of you right 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 because all these guys Dude, Chris Hemsworth just beat the shit out of 15 people. Right. And the next guy goes, I'll have a go. I'll take him. Really? Yeah. Is that what's going to happen? Because he looks tired now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, well, 
I have this little stick. Right. And the other guy right. did not you have a stick. stick. He had a bottle. Right. Bottles are no good. And that's a whole different Yeah. But but it's just like over and over, like with these bad guys. And then uh even you know, the big thing where they kind of like attack this building. Yeah. It, the whole thing there is like the weirdest, uh, you know, two drunk producers writing on napkins going, right. this scene would look cool. Right. Okay. How does that make any sense yeah. in like the world, right? Yeah. That you just like drive up to this building with like rocket launchers and right. stuff and going in. and everyone would just go whatever. <laughs> right. And you would just, like, if, why didn't that happen every day? Yeah. Like, if. Like, it's funny when you're in when you're in this extraction universe i guess in some way like you know people get shot at all the time and you're probably gonna live like there's no fear of explosions or death it's just hand-to-hand combat with whoever's got the best plot armor i don't, I don't know. know it was uh by by the time we we're at that point in the movie everything was i i think right the people making the movie I, I think that their thoughts on doing stuff was kind of like, look, man, we're in crazy town already. What right. the hell Let's difference does it right. make yeah. what, what right. we do, right? right? We could do anything. Well, even the conscience of one of the henchmen, you know, when the guy is basically like, he's one step away from being like, I'm going to kill them. I'll kill you. Right. You know, and you're like, all right, I've been in that film before. <laughs> you know, let's just follow this through. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and it was... Um, I will I will say this because I was gonna just go like a different way and then <laughs> it made me think of Indiana Jones too. And so I will say this. Uh there were not a lot of moments that I was really bored, right? Yeah. Because even though I didn't like what was happening or and whatever, it, it's I, too I, I didn't love it. Know, right. Yeah, there wasn't actually a lot watching it of kind of going, man, is something gonna happen? Like or do I really have to keep watching this for a long time? Even when it was doing stupid action, yeah, it didn't. It, the prison scene is too long, right? It, it, but there yeah, wasn't still, a whole lot of other stuff right. in the movie where it was like I've just been watching this happen yeah. too long. It would like you know it would go from one stupid mm-hmm. thing to the next stupid thing like pretty quickly right. and, not, and not make you just sit there. So when you're watching it, even though I didn't like it and I was like kind of going, oh, my God, I can't believe this is what's coming or whatever. I still wasn't I didn't experience the movie like when you're sitting there going, oh, my God, I've been watching this for five hours. Right. Right. Like it it at least had that going for it. So so I think like the secret, you know, Easter egg there. Right. Is that. If you're not like us. Right. And and just want totally mindless, uh, you know, explosions yeah. and action and stuff like that. Right. Uh, this will probably be sure. okay. I, I hope no one loves this movie like it's their <laughs> next favorite movie, right? Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you're on an airplane and you just want to kill time and you're like, I don't care that this is dumb or whatever. And there are... Other movies where the, it's also a drag right. and seems like it takes forever and everything, yeah. and this movie at least doesn't have that flaw right. so much. In, right? in a way, in a quick way, it's similar to me with the J Lo film, The Mother, or yeah, The Mother. That was just you know, it's sort of like 
not exactly like extraction, but I was bored during that. Yeah, yeah. Even though the times that it worked well, I'm like, okay, do more of that. Uh, but there were there were swaths of boredom. But also, and it's just two, dragging, right? right and an yeah. extraction too, like you said, not really bored. Just like, oh, come on, yeah, throw it in that gear that I know you've got. Yeah, you just showed it to me. Keep doing that. But and and I wish that this movie, because the first movie did not really have this, right? Yeah, and and was better for it but this movie there was so much of you know i personally i can't stand the movie thing where uh things hurt as much as we need them to hurt right now yeah. and uh if we think it's funny that you get hit with a frying pan right. and just kind of shake it off right then that's what happens right and five minutes later if we think it's convenient that you hit somebody with a frying pan and he's knocked out, right. then that's how much that hurts now, right? right. Or whatever. Right. And there was so much of that in oh, this yeah. movie. Yeah. And and there wasn't in the first one, right. right? But in this movie, there was like, oh, that hurts now? Or you right. can kill that person that way, but, you know, if you get, out of, I don't know, chimney falls on your head. Right. Yeah. Not better or whatever it is. Anyway. Uh, all right. I think that's like yeah. enough of that movie. Um, I, I'm so bummed, though, because when I saw the first one, I was like, you know what? In five years, I might be watching Extraction 7, and I might not mind. Right. Right? And, right. and no. Maybe Extraction. So you never know. Maybe it'll turn into the next Mission Impossible series. <laughs> it's possible. It's uh, unlikely. I don't. Unlikely, you know, I, but... I don't think that you can go this far in a different direction right. with your second movie. And and have any real stamina. As I mean, there will definitely be a third one, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, right? I'm sure. I'm sure. But I don't know if we're going to be able to keep going after that. I haven't seen it in so long. And just because I brought it up, you know, the John Woo second Mission Impossible film probably feels as dated and clunky because it's very stylish. Stylish because that was the style that he had in the 80s and the 90s. If I had seen the first Mission Impossible and watched John Woo's second, and then you told me five films later it was going to be one of the best franchises right, for right. this kind of genre, I'd have been like, "You're full crap." Right? You don't know. You don't know what you're watching, or you don't watch enough things. You've got to see more things. That's a very strange circumstance to hold this to, because right. it's very unlikely that it's going to do it, because it doesn't have Tom Cruise's willpower to make things that that way. But, well, the problem with this too is that it's Netflix. That's the right? other thing. I was just going to say you also because you suffer from you can't just you know yeah. take the box office and go, but I made this much money, right? right. This uh, you know yeah. a movie that gets released in the theaters is worth whatever the box office right. number is right? right netflix movie is worth whatever our algorithm whatever netflix tells us tells it's kind it of yeah, worth right. or whatever yeah exactly so uh you know that algorithm says i don't care if everybody loves it right i say it's worth this or right. whatever right. and then oh that show's canceled and right. you know that we're or not making like, that movie it or, goes like we're going we're trying really hard not to talk about indiana jones i guess <laughs> which tells me everything i need to know about you but it also could be like rrr where it was like in the first right. what is that stat right. in the first 24 hours 18 million people or 180 million it wasn't right. 18 million it was like 180 million people had seen it and i'm like 
that's insane. Right. Like that's greenlit for five films right now. Like, I don't care what you've right. done, you know? So, right. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, okay. So Indiana Jones. Um, and again, so for some context yeah. of this movie, uh, yeah. not that this movie probably needs any context, but I think um, we are both pretty well the same in the, you know, first few Indiana yeah. Jones movies that we grew up with right. and that, you know, went to the theater when we were 10 or yep. whatever. And, and, uh, and then, uh, jump ahead, I think, to like the last one. Think we don't need to talk still- about them all or anything, yeah. but, um, I hated the last one. Yeah. Um, and I have complicated, uh, almost famously hated the last one because, yeah. uh, for a while there, I was constantly. Giving Roger Ebert Roger shit Ebert. about we his dig him review. up every once in a while and, and kick him uh, for this. Yeah, because he again. because tell, he tell loved him. it, and like I think you're. I think he's insane. Yeah, um, he loved it, and he specifically said that what he loved about it was that it was so stupid, right? Uh, because it was, uh, you know, this is old Alan Quartermain in the right. City of Gold, or you yeah, know, whatever. Exactly. And uh, those movies were totally stupid, and nobody thought it was a complaint, and I beg to differ because those movies were not stupid in the same way. Um, But anyway, um, I hated the skull, and it was awful, and yada, yada. Um, So just so you know that going in, uh, clearly I hate everything and that's you have to take, you have to take that into consideration when you consider like what I say yes. about the movie. Yeah. Um this movie uh for me uh, the longer it went on the more I was just disappointed um mm. because in the very specific sense that this movie had every chance. Yeah. Uh and I think threw them all away. This movie could have this movie could have been like a 10. Yeah. And I think apart from the fact that, you know, you will never convince me in a million years uh, that the end of this movie is where the end of this movie should have went. Right. Um, right. But even leaving that aside. Yeah. Because this movie just should have gone a whole other way, except that. I don't know. That's the idea, man. So that's what right. this movie just is. Go with it. Um, but. I think that this movie had so much potential and like everything in it. It's like checking all the boxes of what do we need. Right. And I just feel like it threw all of them away. At the end of the day, the best I could give this movie because I was being really generous was four. That's almost what I thought you were going to give it. I thought you'd give it four and a half. No. No. It was lucky to get, it was lucky to get four. Lucky. There's there's a lot there's a lot of me that wants to give this movie like a one because a lot of it is utterly inane. (laughs) I got I got a lot to I got a lot to say. We don't have a lot of time. That's fine. Uh, We have plenty of time. No, it's okay. Uh, If somebody came up to me and said this was like a three, I get it. I totally get it. There are so many things that are wrong and don't have to be. If you came up to me and said, I don't, I'm not going to believe you're going to me. It's a 10. But if you came up and you're like, oh, it's a seven. I'm like, I get it. You, it's not about, sometimes I think you have to turn your head off to enjoy something. And I always think that's a dumb way to, to do things, but maybe, 
um, maybe for once you've tempered your expectations a bit, or you're just wary because Kingdom Skull was too hard, or you're just like, God, are they just going to do what J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy did with the Star Wars stuff and just monk it all up? Right. I, I see the argument for both, and it's funny. When when we saw it, I was more on the positive side of it. Uh, I I think for the first time in a long time, I was able to wrangle expectations and just sort of like say, look, take this not just for what it is, but have fun with it. And I agree, the longer the film goes, the less I like it. I think the front half, the front loaded half of the film is the most fun and it's the best part. And I think it's when everything that is working and can work is doing it. Right. I gave it a seven. I, I still I still had so much fun with it, despite and everybody that teases us about this, you know, we come in with like an eight or a nine and then we just rip on it. I am absolutely prepared to just gloss over the things that I liked about it and focus on all the stuff that I didn't because I think in a strange way it's it doesn't prove anything except what you said earlier, which is this is such a weird missed chance to have just nailed it. Yeah. You know, they, it, it just, it runs the gamut from stuff where I, I don't believe characters both new and old. Like there are times where Indy does things he would, I don't believe he would ever do. Right. I just don't believe it. But, but the laziness of the story writing, which at times feels smart is so frustrating because it's just taking so much for granted. You know, like I don't, I don't think that Helena, when you tell me who her character is, would do certain things. But the problem is specifically with her character, she is an amalgamation of everything that whoever wants that scene to work needs her to be. Yeah. So she's like the loving goddaughter. She's the, cunning femme fatale she's the um cold mercenary you know she's the con artist the trickster like all of these things a person could certainly be because i think you could argue indy is more than just two attributes but it's so rushed and forced feeling here that from one scene to the next i don't believe that he would trust her with things even if he is her godfather right because it's pretty much established that they don't have a relationship. Right. And so many times that they're just walking around looking for the next puzzle to solve, to get the box that holds the MacGuffin, they're quiet. Right. There's so much conversation and character development that isn't happening here that is as deafening as anything that's going to be in the Oppenheimer film. Like well, it's It's absolutely like devoid of anything. And I don't know why, except... They just didn't know what to write. And they thought, right. well, we'll just have fan service. Right. We'll have John Williams music over Indy and Helena moving around and looking for stuff. And, you know, that's what you want. Right. And so I'm going to give it to you. Running around. And, and, and you've been saying that you wanted this. So here it is. Right. Now eat it up and, and say thank you. And you know, she, that doesn't work. She has so many points in the movie. Where, like you said, she has to be a different character now. Yeah. And whatever she does up to one point, the next thing she does will not be anything that the character we've already been given would do. At all. And then the next thing right. is not anything that character would do. Right. Or the first one. And 
it, like you yeah. put it all together and my one of my big problems with this movie and it's weird because it shouldn't exist because it's not how the first movies work it's not yeah. the whole point of the movies really yeah. right is that there are no characters in this movie at all there's just caricatures right she's she's just this kind of person she's not any person she's the bad guy person. is not as He's your whole cloth as much as one. as much as the bad guy you know says in the script He's this person. Right. He's not. He, right? And even Indy just falls into the thing, you, you know, too, most of the time. He's not even like Indiana Jones anymore. He's just... Right. He's you know, Professor Jones, actually. He, he's, just, he's just a caricature of yeah. a, a hero and a, a certain kind of hero right. or whatever, right? But he does the same thing. Like you said, he does things that you're like, Indiana Jones wouldn't do that, right? Okay. And... And yeah. on and on and on. But similarly, but a different complaint, everything that happens in this movie, like you said, is a result of such lazy writing yeah. that none of it makes sense. And by the time you get to the end of it, one thing that I really can't stand about doing this to like Indiana Jones movies, right, yeah. is like, you know, in the first couple of movies, right? I mean, sometimes he catches like a lucky break yeah. or something. And it's like, well, I mean, fine. Lucky stuff might happen or whatever. Right. In this movie, there's like 30 different things that only happen because it was like a one in a million chance right. that that would happen. Right. And if not for all those things happening, you know. That we, they'd all just died right. or, you know, whatever. Nothing about the movie is like, because anybody's actually smart or good at anything right. or whatever. It's all just because, like, you know, this magical lucky thing yeah. happened. Yeah. So. And then so here we are. Sorry. And it, and it makes everything just, like, tremendously boring. And, and, and like, so, like, weirdly predictable. Like, there's there's no story that happens there's just like story shifts, right? And they're boring ones, right? Yeah. Like they go dive for the thing. Well, a boat's coming. Really? Yeah. No one saw that. Right. All through this whole movie, by the time you get like an hour and a half into this movie, right? No one could buy a gun. Right. Like, right. There are like 20 different times that's right. that the bad guys show up and point a gun at it and we're stuck again. Right. 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 <laughs> because what we're going to do is run around. And then just stand here and wait for somebody to point a gun at us. And I, it, I wanted Mads Mikkelsen to be, I wanted them to let him be Mads. Like he's, right, he's great. Right. And he loves, he's a good villain. He's I'm pretty sure he said once, like, you know, I've got a face for villainy. I'm going to play him. And I, right. they get all the best parts anyway. Villains always have the best lines. He, as uh, 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 Voller, um, he calls himself Schmidt later because he's working for the good guys now, apparently. But when he and his henchmen need to be anywhere, they're just teleported in. Right. And there's nothing earned there in the way that, you know, the best, the best sort of antagonist that Indy had, if you are talking about people, like I'm not talking about history and these things, you know. Belloc in the first film, you got the sense after their first meeting, which is very easy on for Belloc. He just shows up and takes what Indy has. Right. But you get the sense that he's just 
he's going to catch Indy eventually, but Indy's smarter and he has better local resources. Like he's just cunning. Right. That's his superpower. It's not that the whip is greater, that he's a better, you know, gunfighter. It's just, he knows more. He's, and he's just better resource in this film. There are so many times where, whether it's the auction scene or whether it's the Island, like, Mickelson just shows up with his guys and there's no reason to believe that he's earned anything or knows anything right? or knew anyone. Or, or has any way to get him. there. Even right. even the awful fan service. Like, I, I love seeing Sala just because I love Sala's voice. You know, his, right, right. his goodbye when he takes Indy to the, to the airport and he's like, I miss the desert. I miss right. the sea. You know, and that's in the trailer. And I get goosebumps because I'm like, God, yes. Yes. And what's what works best about the entire movie is also in that scene and how I feel about it. But to suggest quick, and I'm, I'm juggling three points and I'll try to nail them all. Sala just shows up and tells Indy like she's gone to this place in Tangiers. There's an auction house. Like he just happens to know everything about what's happening except being able to name everyone in the room. Okay. Lazy storytelling. Cause we got to get Indy there somehow. Whenever Mads and his Nazis show up, it's just, well, we need to have something antagonistic in front of him, and we got to make sure you remember who the villain is. So we right. drop him in. Right. There's even this stupid point where, like you said, the boat scenes, um, when they show up, I mean, it's a big friggin' ocean. Right. You just find him. You know, okay, okay, reasonable. You might understand some sort of way that they got there. They they disable their boat, they leave them, they steal the other boat, and all Mads does is look at them through a pair of binoculars and goes, you're not going straight, you're going left. You're right. Exactly where you're going. Right. The map is big, but I, well, know, I, I know exactly what dock you're going to be in. Right. And and that is the... And, mean, and then... lazy and that's And that only leads to the magical capture of the boy, right. who... We knew he was just going to wander off in this direction. Right. Right. And look, yeah. we're standing here yeah. waiting for him. Yeah. How can you be waiting yeah. for somebody who there's no reason to know that he's going to go there? Then uh, they're finally going up to the cave, right? Yeah. And they're like, well, we'll just go. We're going to go to the cave, right. and whatever. And they're not going to hurt the boy because they yeah, right. want him for leverage or whatever. Yeah. And then, so now the you know notes in the script say the boy knows where they're going so he'll tell them right well and apparently he just instantly told them right right because they're there like 10 minutes later like right the like tellies, the kid broke the yeah right like <laughs> like they the they shut the door on the yeah. van and he just started singing right? like how can they get this <laughs> Right behind them when they have no idea where they're going, except the kid has to tell them. It's so I garbage. And it, the problem is, and here we are doing the thing we're really good at. We fix films all the time. Right. You slam that door and you put that eight foot Nazi on that kid. Right. He starts spilling his guts like chunks of Mooney. Just stand it on he his neck. He goes, and I something. did these things, and I did these things, and he just rails on, and they're like, they look at each other like we don't lean on him. Right. Let's just go because that's what a kid might be afraid of there's there's so much there's so much stupid dialogue speaking of the kid helena says to him um after the island scene she says uh some version of you know 
they they find a Cessna and she's like, can you fly a Cessna? And he goes, I've, I've never flown one before. And she says, you've never flown anything before. And I, I blinked. I went, what'd you ask him the first question for? If you know he's never flown a plane, why'd you ask him if he could fly a Cessna? It's that kind of stupid writing and stupid attempts at writing that, for me, makes the film combative. It makes it. It makes it like, like it shouldn't be that hard to like something because I'm there for it. Yeah. What? So okay. The the one ball I didn't nail with the Sala thing. Here's what I here's what I do like about the film. And I don't disagree that the other characters are caricatures for sure. I get that Helena and Teddy are supposed to be the new young version of Indian short round. Yeah, yeah. It's very clear. Like you, you're uh, intellectual, intrepid adventurer. You're a, you're a mercenary in a way that you want the money and Indy wants the museums to have the history, but you got this kid who's always going to be able to get into the crevices. You can't like, okay, I get it. What I like the most about the film is a guy like Indiana Jones, who is a representation of the past, is suddenly in a moment in time where he's finding himself irrelevant, both uh, intellectually, you know, his job, they're like, we don't want you anymore. Basically, his job retiring him is, we don't need your learning anymore. Right. He's he's in the environment of the space race, of the, you know, they're sort of dropping him in in 69 when the, the scene where it's just... He's on the bus and he looks at the kid dressed up like an astronaut. And Indy's also, I feel like that's probably Harrison Ford not even acting because he thinks people in costumes is very silly. But he just looks at the kid and he's like, well, I guess this is the age I'm at. You know, he feels like a man out of time and he is a man out of time. And when Sala says to him, like, it was actually sort of like almost, I, I did get goosebumps where he's saying, like, here's your thing, here's your thing. And I brought my passport. And right. Indy looks at him. He's like, Sala, come on. Right. And he goes, I miss what we used to do. That hearkening. And I've never been an old woman, but I'm becoming an old man. I understand that where you're like, I miss the days of our adventures. Let's right. have one more. Now, they step on the moment for a comedic note, which is in the trailer. It doesn't mean anything because he almost gets hit by a car on the crosswalk. You right, know? Right. But that was working. There, and Indy trying to reconcile his place in his life with his mistakes and his regrets. And he doesn't ever value, he doesn't seem to ever carry a badge of like, yeah, but I got the Ark of the Covenant. Right. You know, he doesn't care. He's only carrying the negatives and how weary that makes a guy who has lost what he's lost, yet still has these things in front of him. I thought that movie was great. Right. But I don't get much of that movie. There is a bunch of the stuff, and that's why I said at the beginning, it, you know, this movie had everything and yeah. it and it threw them all away. Yeah. It's got um, you know, Phoebe Wallerbridge is awesome and I love her. Yeah. And in the moments, in the scenes, if you just watch the scene by itself, right, where uh where they're actually, you know, doing good stuff, right? She's great. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> I mean man like the the camera loves her right like yeah. not in the sense of like her being gorgeous or whatever but just like the dripping charisma of her yeah. is is almost unreal when she's on tv or in a movie or right. whatever i mean she's great in everything and it's like a, a weird sense of it's almost like a george clooney-esque kind of like presence doesn't matter what he's doing. Right. She just love him. Or she's whatever, in the screen. Right? You look at her. Yeah. When when she is doing great stuff, 
she's great, right? Like, they have that there, and they threw it away because they don't know what to do with her character or how to make her character or how to make her character believably what she's supposed to do, what she's supposed to be. So what they make her is a totally unbelievable version of what she's supposed to be. And then it's like, well, now it doesn't matter that she's that because you've made her a screwed up version of that because you think that somebody goes in a room and twists their mustache and now yeah. all of a sudden they've done yeah. something bad it's so cheesy and awful uh, but they've got him they there is a story there's a lot of the you know bullet points of the story where you're selling it to the people yeah. with the money Financing. and you go it's going to be about this and they go well shit right let's make that yeah but the you know, the synopsis does not come through in what you're giving me moment by moment and what people are having to say. And all of, like I said, the stupid things that have to happen yeah. where uh, this is just a movie about Mr. Luck, not, yeah. uh, not some ad- smart right. adventurer person who, you know, whatever. Right? right. And I mean, even like it, and it, and it's just everywhere and in everything. And, there's a lot of fun and a lot of stuff that I like about it too. Yeah. And at, at worst, it should be like a seven, but it can't even be that because it's got so much mm-hmm. stupid stuff, stupid dialogue. You know, like you said, everybody just is magically there because yeah. that's what needs to happen. Even like the the utter bonkers stupidity of the actual whole thing that we're chasing with Archimedes, right? Right. There's this Roman invasion, which we get to see. Yeah. So hooray for movie yeah. magic or whatever right. crap yeah. we're hooraying. <laughs> but it, the whole thing is like he's got the dial and the Romans were getting close. So he broke it in half and hid two of the pieces. Right. And what that apparently means is that, you know, one piece went one way and the other one, he left a secret note saying that it was in his tomb and then went to his tomb and laid down and died holding it. What the fuck does that mean? How does any of this yeah. uh, clue treasure hunt thing right. make how, – how could that be what happened? He went and put it on himself in his tomb right. and he – coordinated that when he died that would how does that help you get it away from the romans and he keeps the future watch so if anybody ever went to check on archimedes tomb they might be like i'm taking the devil tool well right and that's the other thing that's crazy about it too is like under his sleeve like what has to have happened for this movie to make sense right is that archimedes died right and was put in his tomb which was Instantly lost, and no one knew where it was. That's the only way this makes any sense. I guess. I guess I'll say. I'll say a couple quick things. Um, The de aging process is getting sickeningly good. I know that first the first twenty minutes where you see what you see in the trailer, which is a young and younger Indiana Jones. um, It's purposefully done at night, obviously, because they still haven't got all the bugs out. Right. but still, Damn. it looks crazy Holy good. Crap. We are we are at the point now where the uncanny valley, which is the phrase that people used to use for looking at 
CGI and 3D animated stuff you could tell wasn't human. Even if it right, looked right. really good, you could just, it didn't move right. Even like a couple of years ago, we're it was not. Right, because the, the Irishman, good. the exactly, Irishman was right, the, right. the standard thing. This is sort of interesting and fun and scary. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I mean, as a, as a person living in a political climate, scary yeah it's but, crazy but watching how effective that was got me into the film i was yeah. very excited it's a very fun beginning i think i think there's a there's a there's a meme-ish kind of thing going on out there where people say you know you never remember the last time you went out to play but one day you did and then you never did it again right. or you you know you see your friend one more time you didn't know it was the last time or you'd have hugged him you know bigger I know this is the last time I'm going to see Indiana Jones. And I think I went in understanding that. And even though I saw all of these stupid flaws that bugged me, I still had just fun. Watching. Could, I watched like, him doing yeah. it, even though, and I'll, I'll end on this criticism. I know, at least I think I will. We get close. Yeah. Or we're already over. Um, there isn't a John Williams song in this film, aside from the main Indiana Jones theme that I remember. Yeah. It's forgettable. Um, you know, Mads Mikkelsen as Valor as a villain is supposed to be terrifying, and it, at no point did I feel he carried an ounce of danger the way even a disposable character in the first film, Tote. Like when Tote comes in and it makes the adjustable coat hanger appear, but you think he's going to like strangle Marion, you're like, that guy, I'm afraid of that man. Right. And he doesn't have an ounce of that in him because the story hasn't given him anything. Uh, because Polina you know it's just his his character too his character is trying so hard yeah. right to be both a really evil villainous nazi right. who wants to kill everyone right. and just kind of this nerd right right just this and, mad guy and it's like, and it's like we're trying to mash those together in a way that he doesn't end up being either, either. of them. You don't right. believe you don't right. believe he's a nerd who built a rocket to send people to the moon. Yeah. And you don't believe that he's like an evil villain right. guy. The, for me, the problem with everything is the end scene. And I'm not going to totally ruin it. I'm just going to say that the fan service to bring characters in. Everybody, everybody knows that Marion is in the movie right. at this right. point. Okay. The scene that they have is actually sort of both touching in a nostalgically driven way and proof that the film doesn't work for this reason. It's fan service to put characters in a situation that we pine for, that people pine for, that fans pine for, with the soft Indiana Jones music saying things that we know they've said before, and we think that that nostalgia will override and supersede good storytelling. And, and it makes me so mad because they could have put them in a super fresh scene right. and had wonderful dialogue and been in a real moment instead of something that was like fan fiction. Yeah, and that is... Uh... You know, being being made with the idea that you don't have to earn anything in this movie right. because it, it's just automatically earned because you saw the other movies. And, and you don't way, have to do anything. Yeah. Nothing has to happen in this movie that, like, really earns any moment at the end yeah. because it just doesn't. And And so much of the scenes and the payoff that is there to be earned could have been. Right, I right. firmly agree. Right. And it isn't because really the audience has earned it. We all feel, I mean, I say we, not me and you necessarily, but the fans that do will love this are like, well, we've been here. We bought right, the right. boxes. I play the games. I right. like the Lego thing. We've earned this. So give this to me. Right. And they did. 
and that was a mistake. Yeah. They still could have given it to them in a way that would have blown their socks yeah. off. I firmly believe it. And, uh, but, okay, the, the last couple things, because uh, we're over already, but yeah. the last couple things I'm going to say is, one, uh, it since we were talking about the beginning, yeah. I do feel like the first, you know, maybe 30 or 40 minutes, somewhere like that, yeah. is actually really good. It's great. It, I it, loved it, It's man. really solid, yeah. and you really thought you were going to see some yeah. awesome movie. Yep. And they pull the rug out from under you. But in yeah. that first part, since we were talking about the train and the whole how good he looks yeah, and everything. Jesus. And then they have that one part where he gets up on top of the train and it's the cgi dumbest looking him running across the thing. Yeah. I'm like, how much money did we spend on this movie? We couldn't have a guy walk on a train <laughs> Just for like me, 30 for seconds. Yeah. Uh, that pissed me off. The mistake is uh, doing like, CGI when you don't need to. Right. Yeah. Uh, that just really irritated me because I'm no, like, no. now you're just not even trying, I right? And now you're just yeah. saying I'm stupid and I'll watch anything or, you know, whatever. Right. That that was irritating. But then the other thing, since we're talking about all the stupid stuff in the movie yeah. and how, uh, you know, this is, it, it, it's, you know, Indiana Jones, you can get away with some stuff, right? Like, and you could get away with some stuff, like I said, right? right? You know, do some dumbass thing once and like, I'll let it go, right? When it just happens forever. Yeah. There's like 10 different times in this movie, probably at least, maybe more, right? Where uh, there's nothing about this movie, everything about the movie that's come before that you actually made me watch and told me, right? Leads to the conclusion that they just shot up. Right. Right. And then they just don't because yeah. we're not. And I'm like, look, do you want me to listen to the story that you're telling or not? Because I'm listening to the story and they would have just shot him. Right. And then they get away again and then they catch him again and they just shot him again. Yeah. What's and the solution? then yeah. at the very end, we're in the cave. Yeah. Right. And right. I'm like, you're telling me now still they wouldn't just shoot him? Right. There's, we don't need him for anything anymore. And they wouldn't have just shot everybody because right. you're trying to convince me that that guy would just shoot everybody. Right. Because they have already. <laughs> right. They've killed everyone that's even looked at them. Right. Like, no witnesses. Except these right. three. Yeah. Except Indiana Jones has the thing yeah. and I have to convince him to give it to me. Right. If he was dead right now, right. I would still have the thing right. and I wouldn't have to convince anyone of every, anything. Right. And you, you know, and it's just sloppy, lazy writing. You don't have to make things happen that way that lead to obvious conclusions that you're not going to give me. Well, wouldn't right? it be great? Because it goes back to the scene that Toby Jones and I love, he, he's in everything now. I see yeah, this guy yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if there was a, uh, uh, they believe in curses and voodoo. Wouldn't it be great if somehow Archimedes had said that this will only work if it's given? Because he has to get he has to right. get um he has to get Toby's character to give him the dial. Right, right. Like it would be interesting if you had to have someone give it to you, otherwise it was useless. Right. Like almost like the elder wand in Harry Potter. Because stupid and which would fix that problem. whole theory sounds stupid because yeah. Archimedes would have to right. be a sorcerer or something and make a magic spell. You know, and that sounds dumb, but that's because you haven't seen the movie. You don't realize right. that it is just like a little magic box. And Helena's, Helena's dumb scene at the end of that Archimedes thing is they're just in our audience, our laugh, they laughed. Our right. audience laughed a lot at that. And it's like, I get it. You worked that whole scene back from the backwards. And you knew what the end was. The whole, the whole thing where the bad guy has to keep talking about how it's math. Yeah, like right. it's just math. It's just like math. it's not a magic thing. It's right. just that 
super math is math is better than everything magic. and i'm smarter than everyone and everything yeah. and then they go okay well let's do the dial and find this thing and then they yeah. go find the thing and you, you like see it right? right and you're like and no one's ever seen that before right. in the history of the world nope. but no nope. first time first time uh i still like that i still yeah, have fun i don't know it, yes, it still has its moments. It's All right. Uh, we've uh, totally gone over anyway. Next week yeah. uh, will be probably a Barbie and or Oppenheimer and or some other things. Barbie Hyman. And um, some TV show talk. So yeah. if you have not yet locked in all of the TV series sure. that you want to watch. Right. Uh, next week we'll let you know we'll you. what those will be. It's awesome. All right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, yeah. and uh, we'll see you next week. Right. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.